You cannot connect the dots going forwards, but you can always connect the dots going backwards. Have you ever had that where you, where you really were head down and wanted to do something and you ran into every roadblock possible and you just could not do that and there was a different direction that you could go or, a, or an only other option and you ended up having to take that road instead even though it was scary or it was unpredictable or you just did not know exactly what to do right there. And then, and then that all happened and it all shook out. And then a year or two later, you look back and thought, Jesus, if I would have went that other direction, I would have so hosed myself. I'm so glad that God pointed me in the right direction. It's complicated, but it's wonderful, isn't it? Welcome to the Poultry Homestead Podcast, everybody. I'm sure glad you're here. Holy buckets. Um, it's It's been a while. It's been since February 2nd on Groundhog Day that I made a podcast, and I'm really glad to see that I picked up a shit ton of listeners. And all of you who are new... To the Poultry Homestead Podcast, thank you. Thank you very much for coming in here. And um, starting here in the next couple weeks, we're going to be rolling into how to get started in this. How to, how to get poultry, how to start your garden seeds, and what you need and what you need to do or what you need to start thinking about to become self-sustainable in this. And not only that, but chicken care in general. Just just basic, basic stuff. And for some of us, it's, it's going to be just kind of tromping over stuff that we, um, that we already know, but it's nice to just kind of hear it through the earbuds again. You know what I mean? Um, so uh, those of you who are veteran and armored, uh, homesteaders and poultry people, uh, please, I encourage you to keep listening, even though a lot of the information is shit you already know. <laughs> but today, you know, I mean, I'm not, I'm not starting that series yet, but today I would like to start on just kind of a prepper thing that I'm doing, and I've noticed a lot of my buddies and a lot of, um, just a lot of people in general are really intrigued by something that I'm doing at my house, and that is getting water for myself, even though the power might go out someday, I am making sure that our family and animals have drinkable water. And I'm gonna tell you how I did it, and maybe even discuss a few options as to how you could do it yourself in an emergency situation. You know, it's, it's not easy. First things first, it's not easy. And, and some of it is really easy. And it just depends on how you look at it and what your situation is. You know, I got, I got some buddies out in Oregon 
who get their water out of a mountain stream and it's piped down to their house, a, a spring-fed mountain, and it's piped down to their house, and they have water all the live fucking long day. You know what I mean? They pretty much could not use all the water that gets piped into their house. And if they did, like, say, reverse osmosis filters or just boiled it, they can drink all the water that they want. And their animals have all the water that they could ever want. You know what I mean? They could take 20 showers a day and never run out of water. Um, some of you have a well. You know, if you live in the country and you have a well on your property, or you may be one of the unlucky son of a bitches that uh, is hooked up to a water main when you're in the country or you're in town. It might get a little bit more complicated if it is like that and the power grid goes down because power pumps water into a water silo um, which distributes water to you and it is endless and it is metered going into your house. Uh, if you live in the country, you are your own public's work authority. So you are in charge of your own water system and you can hire Joe Schmo to come over and get a well and a well pump and all this shit. Well, I myself do that, but in an emergency situation, I have a, a way that I can switch a couple valves over and there's a manual pump in the basement that I'm putting in. It's called, now I'll write this down, an Excelsior E2 hand pump, okay? And my well has a bladder in it. If you don't know what a bladder is, you're gonna have to Google this shit, but uh, my well has a bladder in it. And what I do, is I hook my Excelsior E2 hand pump and I make a loop. And I also, in that loop, have a couple of ball valves and a couple of check valves so the water cannot go reverse. And what I do is I pump my system up so that when the system pumps, it will pump it up with this hand pump and then I can run water out of any faucet that is hooked to my well or hydrant outside. Does that make sense? So I'm pumping water from the 126 feet deep that my well is. And I'm bringing it up and I'm pumping it up into the bladder and I can run the faucet for a few minutes anywhere I want. You know, you know what I mean? So I have drinkable water out of my well if the power goes down. All I got to do is change a couple valves in the basement where our well bladder system is. Now, with the Excelsior E2 hand pump, depending on your elevation on Earth, but we're at around 1,000 feet here, so it will pump it up 22 feet. My well's a hundred and some feet deep, but the water is only down eight feet at my place, according to the well record, the static pressure of the well. So static pressure 
is eight feet. Now, if I drilled the well and the water was gushing out of the top, however far it gushes out of the top, the static pressure would be like a negative, say it was coming out a foot out of the top. My static pressure would be negative one foot if it was squirting out. That's how, that's how that chart works. But in Minnesota, we register our wells. And if you ever want to find out what your static pressure is, you go out to your wellhead and there's a tag on it. And you take the information from that tag and you enter it into the well registry, uh, state of Minnesota well registry. I think it's a Department of Health deal because they seem to think that they need to have their hands on your well as far as a healthy well goes. And that is also who is the, um, like when you sell your house, uh, the name of that well gets put into the health department registry and sometimes lenders will not give you uh, money if your well does not register as a clean well. Does that make sense? Anyway, sorry, little money trail there. But anyway, you, you can find out what your static pressure is on that. So if you have 22 feet or less of static pressure, that means your water is 22 feet down from the, from the ground level of that well, you can pump that water and pump your bladder up and have water amongst your entire house, okay? And you can do that, like uh, in Oregon, it was very common for people to get water out of the lake as well. And that, so that was extremely common and that pump would certainly work out of the lake provided you were less than 22 feet above that lake. Or, you know, a lot of those people were at sea level, so I think it's actually like 25 feet or something like that. It, you'll have to look at the chart when you look for your Excelsior E2 hand pump. They do have the charts online. I ordered mine out of Canada. It came within a week. Totally awesome. I got it in the basement right now. It's not hooked up yet. But there's a hell of a YouTube video out there that shows you how to hook it up to your well system. Um, also, you if, if you did live in town and you wanted water during an emergency situation, have no fear. You can put tanks in your basement, uh, barrels or tanks, you can pipe them together. Uh, you might wanna do this if you have a floor drain in your basement too because in case those would ever leak. But you can fill those and drain them monthly or you know annually, however old you want your water to be in those tanks. You know, if you seal it and you don't get organic shit in there, your water won't get bad. Otherwise, you're just going to have to filter it and boil it. No big deal. Otherwise, I mean, you can still use it to pump water into your house's system. Um, and, and you can still flush your toilets. You can still use a couple valves to do that. You can still pump that into your house's system. Uh, you may, however, need to use check valves in order to get that done. So that's just me talking. Um, about that. So that's another way to use this Excelsior E2 hand pump in your house's water system. Um, it's, it's just a good emergency system to have, you know. 
But those of you who have other ways of doing things, there are many, 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 many other ways of getting water. Um, and some of you live in the tundra, and you're just going to melt snow, and you're going to get water that way. Some of you pay, can pail water to your house. You live on the lake. It's no big deal. You don't have to spend the $600 on an Excelsior E2 hand pump. You just, if, it, if shit hits the fan, you use pails. Um, you know, it's always a good idea to have extra pails or water carrying equipment on hand. Um, you know, we like to flush our toilet. We like to do this and that and the other thing um, if the power is out. Um, one thing, however, if the power is out, I, I also need to have is plumbing supplies that would make it so that I could uh, plumb into a different style of septic if it ever went down, if the power ever went down. Because, or another thing you could do is you could pump your own septic onto the ground. But it's not, this isn't about septics. This is about uh, restoring the use of water while the power grid is down or during a water supply crisis in like a city environment. So, yeah. Anyway, that's, that's about all the information that I've got about that right now. There's many, 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 many other ways of doing this. Uh, I just found the way that I think best suits me and my family. Um, you know, I wanna make it easy so that if my wife has some washing uh, or I have some washing or if the cows need water or, or the chickens need water, whatever, I can get it out of any faucet I want and just pump it up at one source. And that just so happened to be the Excelsior E2 hand pump uh, that I got online. Um, there, now, if you just find it online, you don't have to click on the first one that you find because there are many different places that have it. And the place that I got mine from was $100 less than the other place that I found in America that had it. So, and that was out of Canada. And the exchange rate was much different. So I actually got it for a better deal than I thought I would in the first place. So that being said, you know, you, I would definitely shop around for it. Uh, the pump is made in Italy and um, you know, your hand pump websites or practical preppers or any of those. Uh, other options, you know, for emergency water is actually getting yourself a well, a shallow well and installing a hand pump, you know, like the old days. Like, um, I don't know if you've ever seen just old school cowboy shows and stuff like that. They, they had water pumps that had a well that was dug. And what you did is you just went up over there and it pumped the water up to you. Um, you can get water from hundreds of feet deep this way. Uh, it's a hell of a pump. You know, it's got a really long handle on it. It's, you know, and they still make them. They, they make them stainless. You can use plastic pipe. Some people have those that go alongside the casing of their well. So you can, you can still install that within the casing of your well. You might have to kind of squeeze it in there. And that's basically your well cap. 
So you, you can still do this and it's still something that will work for you and you may have to make sure it drains back if you're someplace that gets frost or below freezing weather. But that's also another way of doing it. Um, it's about the only ways I can really think of it right now. Um, you know, it, you could also put a sand point down and put one of those hand pumps on there as well. You know, there, there's definitely many, 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 many ways of, of doing this. So getting fresh water to you and your family um, is pretty important if all this power and everything goes down. So yes, if you want to connect, Ziggy underscore 519 at yahoo.com and god dang it. God dang it. I do have to leave a few notes on this. Um, for my birthday, I got a pig and his name is Penelope. So uh, my daughter's pig is Petunia. My pig's name is Penelope. So Penelope and Petunia are the newest additions to the poultry homestead. This week, I will be filling the incubator and I will also be putting out an episode on incubating eggs what I'm trying this time I'm going to try something a little different when I incubate and uh, I will be rolling out an episode on egg incubation and uh, getting chicks Um, any of you who would like to buy chicks that are in the local area I will sell I will be selling some straight run only Uh, barnyard mix they lay like a motherfucker and uh, they lay great eggs you don't even know what you're going to get. You don't know what color you're going to get when you get them from me, which is kind of awesome. And you don't know if they're roosters or hens, and that's part of the fun, right? So anyway, God bless you today. Thank you for tuning in. I appreciate all the hits on Instagram. Uh, less than stellar Instagrammer. I always say that, and I just want you to know that, hey, uh, it's going to take a while for me to get back to you if I do. So God bless you. Thank you for tuning in. And get yourself some water in an emergency. You better have that idea planned out. You need it to live. Anyway, have a good one.